Manimal here. It's Tuesday, November 21st, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about around the league news. Some signings happened, some managerial changes. We're going to talk about it. We've also got some award-winning Texas Rangers that we want to talk about, and we're going to keep talking about the hot stove and what the Rangers are going to do in free agency. So join us today on an all-new edition of Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garver. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, thanks, buddy. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And if you didn't know, the Texas Rangers are your 20. 23 World Series champions. If you want to hear more about that, you can go check out our, our social media, TX Rangers WTB, or our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. Oh, one word. And joining me today, tonight, whatever it is, the 300 pound man will aka bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on social media? Let's talk some baseball. Oh, man, we're doing good. Uh, a little late start tonight because uh, the bull man and I took a trip up to uh, uh, up to Colorado through the snow to see some friends for an evening. And then John uh, right back today so I could get back here and do this show and make sure we got uh, Texas Rangers with the boys for all the people that have continued listening after World Series, uh, uh, after the, the World Series and after the Rangers uh, season it ended. I mean, of course, we knew not everybody that uh, listened to the World Series show and all the shows through the the ALCS. That you know, not everyone's going to listen to what what the Rangers do on the forty man today, brother. <laughs> you know, I mean, I get it. You know, like that. It, it, the, it's tough, and we all, we also know how much fun the off season can be because uh, you know things are happening right now. We're going to talk about them at some point today. I mean that. Man, I mean. Makes me think of the rough times here in Texas, so uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. Uh, but first, I got to tell everybody on X, you can find me at Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal Three Hundred, and both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. So whatever your favorite platform of social media is, find me on there. We'll start talking about those uh, boring forty man moves. Well, and and after like fifteen years, I feel like. Uh, I'm finally seeing what it's like to get some traction on Twitter slash formerly known as Twitter X because um, Twitter's been a little bit better for us over the last few weeks uh, than it had, you know, than it had been. So, uh, you know, get, ask us, get, get, get questions out to us. Um, You know, we'll jot them down. We'll, we'll cover them on the show. We're getting to that time of year where it's like, Hey, look, any, give us, we're going to need your questions about, but um, we, we do have a few, uh, fun topics to talk about today. Um, the first one is kind of Rangers related, and I just think it will be a fun topic to jump off the show with. Um, you know, uh, Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson signed with St. Louis. Uh, being a transplant St. Louis Cardinals fan, um, and then you know me, I, I was the most hot and bothered Rangers fan that I knew about the Rangers and all of their using air quotes here attempts to put together a good team. But this year in the last couple of years, you saw what a real 
what a real effort to put a winner together looks like with, with all of the effort that the front office put in. And with the Cardinals signing poetically two guys that are remnants of a time when the Rangers were quote unquote trying to win. Um, man, let's let, let, where do we start? <laughs> well, it, it's kind of like, and, and, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of people that listen to the show know that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm from Illinois, grew up on the other side of the river, watched the St. Louis Cardinals my, during my uh, young years and then moved to Texas and became a, a, a baseball fan as a, as a Ranger fan, really. So, um, but I always have kept with the St. Louis Cardinals because, I mean, you know, used to be. October rolls around and the, the Rangers wouldn't be playing and the yep. Cardinals would be. So you, you switch over to that and you watch them beat up on Clayton Kershaw or somebody like that. And you're thinking, man, the, you know, these Cardinals, they do it every year. They, they put together, you know, they develop well and all of that. And, you know, it, it seems like the last couple of years, like that development game has put been put on hold because some of those guys that developed into like Cy Young's, like Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen have ended up on other squads and and the the Cardinals uh, have been struggling to develop players and you know MVP that, candidates like Rose Arena and Dallas Garcia. Well, that's <laughs> true too. I mean that you know the the uh, such a stockpile of out outfielders and somehow you know the guys that you didn't think that you were going to get anything from you know both become you know either MVP candidates or uh, you know, winning MVPs in the, in the postseason for other teams. And, and, you know, you, you, you heard this after the season this year, the, the Cardinals talked about, Oh, we're going to be, we're going to be spending on the, in the mm-hmm. market this year. We're going to be looking for an ACE. And, you know, I know it's a couple of days into spring training and not everything's dropped just yet, but, but Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, isn't what John Mosaic told the, the Cardinal fans that he was going to get, you know, he didn't, he, he, he told them that we were going to be looking at frontline pitchers and I mean, it's been a long time since anybody ever quoted Lance Lynn as a frontline type pitcher. And no one's ever said that about Aaron Gibson. One, I mean, maybe John Daniels when he was trying to sell us on him in 2019, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's one of those things where it's like, you're looking at uh, what what the Cardinals are doing and what they, they were told they were going to do. You know, if I'm a St. Louis Cardinal fan, uh, you know, kind of I am, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be even more upset if this was my team and this was the team that I loved and that I cared about. You know, I mean, and, and a lot of the St. Louis Cardinal fans, you know, the ones that are that are vocal about it, uh, you know, it just kind of gets pushed to the side, and right. the ones, and most everybody's just, you know, thankful that Bush Stadium's there every every April through October. Yeah, and I've got to say my two cents on this because, first of all, the Cardinals could completely prove us wrong and go out there and land another major pitcher, kind of like the Rangers. Um, you know, didn't do all their moves. Well, I take that back. They kind of did splash in the free agent market, but. Again, it's not really about that. It's more about like, hey, they, they may not be done, but I think what we're really trying to get across here is like the difference. And it's as a Rangers fan, I think that's what it's, this makes me think of more than anything is like the difference when your front office is quote unquote trying. And what happens with these kind of signings is, is you know what? 
every now and then they go good. These guys will overperform. They play really well. They put together a decent squad, and that squad usually fizzles out somewhere in the playoffs, and then the front office gets themselves another two or three years of leeway of, you know, cheap, what I call cheap, you know, cheap, kind of cheap baseball to try to pretend like you're competing. Um, But when you're really just trying to satiate a fan base, and I'll say one more thing real quick before I pass it over, Um, the Cardinals, to me, have always been a team that has been a model that I wanted to see the Rangers follow because they develop well every year. They always seem to be savvy with their free agent signings or their trades at the deadline. And in case you didn't know, if you're not a hardcore baseball fan, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are the number, I believe have the second most world series wins of, uh, of any team besides the Yankees. So this is an organization that if anything, if you can pattern your style after them, uh, instead of spending, you know, a million dollar, a billion dollars a year on on your salary like the Yankees do, um, they deserve commend being. They deserve recommend or being commended for their work, but at the same time, this just really smells the Rangers 2000, you know, 18, 19, 20. Hey, we're really giving it the old college try here, and we're yeah, just I, we're not those guys anymore. I think yeah, and another thing that the Cardinals have relied on so long is guys like. Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols and and having Hall of Famers in their lineup. And, you know, you look up and down that thing right now. I mean, there's still Hall of Fame type guys in that lineup with Goldschmidt Mm -hmm. and Arenado. But, you know, you've got to be able to place pieces around them and you've got to be able to pitch. The Cardinals didn't pitch last year. And that's what what that's why they're, uh, you know, in the market for starting pitching right now. And I mean, you got to think as a car as Cardinal fans up there, they're disappointed in what's happened so far. But, you know, that can all change if if they sign Blake Snell or they you know, put out this astronomical bid on Yamamoto or something then and bring him to St. Louis. Who knows? I'm not saying that they can't do that, but it's not in their DNA. And I mean, you know, uh, we talked about it right before the show. I mean, like Mike Leake is their like highest paid free agent pitcher of all time or something like that. I mean, well, so like, and, and you know, it's not exactly what they do. Yeah. And, and another really, um, I had a great, I had a great point here and I decided I was going to interrupt you uh, to make it. And then uh, I can't even remember what it was. I was going to say (laughs) what it was I was going to say. Um, But I, I was, again, I was kind of just really just riffing off just the fact that, you know, um, Oh, this is what I was going to say is like, okay, great. You know what? You're a Cardinals fan. They weren't going to win it last year. What, what not you trade Montgomery, you trade uh, uh, Flaherty two really good pitchers, you get a really good haul back for those guys. And then you go sign two guys in free agency that aren't anywhere close to as good as the guys you traded away. Why not just bring those guys right, turn right around and try to re-sign both of those guys because those guys were both quality pieces uh, that are going to win it big. You're going to need a couple guys like that. And who's to say that they won't you know sign those guys back they're 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 out there in the market i mean st louis has been linked to montgomery montgomery has been linked to st louis so you know and flarity i I don't imagine there's just a ton of people knocking on his door i imagine that the teams that are probably knocking on his door are either teams that are needing fives or really bad teams looking for uh, veteran pitchers to come in and help in their rotation well i'd also like to welcome to the show the 25 pound manimal uh we do have a guest co-host here 
that has just joined up with us. So if you hear uh, a little bit of extra opinions in the background, it's just him still fired up about this World Series victory. Uh, so let's move on. I uh, felt like that was a fun segment, though, and something that I really wanted to talk about, especially once you we started texting back and forth about it. Um, moving on, then I felt like that was a little bit of Rangers slash, you know, Rangers related, so it was worth a little bit of a riff. Um, and then let's talk about Mike Schilt. Uh, looks like San Diego got their got their manager. Yeah, I think uh, Schilt was kind of the guy from the beginning, um, especially as soon as Ron Washington was with Anaheim. You know, uh, San Diego had, had uh, uh, he'd been deep in their running last time, and it was kind of linked again. And uh, when he took the Anaheim job, it kind of made me think that Schilt was going to get this thing. I also thought maybe uh, former Ranger hand Benji Gill was uh, was maybe you know closer to getting a manager job than you know we were kind of giving him credit for um but Mike Schilt you know good baseball man he was good in St. Louis uh, I think he got an unfair shake in St. Louis I think that he did a good job there and that uh that uh he he should have gotten a, an opportunity to run with that that he had kind of developed and I you know I hear Baron agreeing with me as you mm-hmm. Per use, but yeah, I like Schilt. I think he's a good baseball guy. I think he's a good, you know. I mean, he's he's the first uh, professional manager or uh, major league manager that doesn't have any professional baseball history um, as a player, which is uh, which is shocking that it's 2023 and that's the first time that you've got some, you know, or, or 2020, whenever he got the job in St. Louis or whatever, but yeah, you know, that, that's uh, one interesting thing about him is he never played professional ball at any level, but, you know, got into coaching right after college and worked his way up through a bunch of organizations ending with St. Louis to get himself into a manager gig. And then he had been um, um, a special assistant to the general manager with San Diego this past year. Yeah, yeah. So congrats to him. Um, I think this next story is a little bit of like, I think it's kind of news. Um, because, you know, right now, especially here in Rangerland, uh, bullpen bullpen help is, you know, it's kind of at the top of the list. And it looks like the Braves signed, uh, it looks, his name is, okay, let me get it right here. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Well, yeah, he's a guy. If you remember correctly, whenever uh, um, the waiver wire deals were going on in September, um, I imagine the Rangers had put a, a waiver claim in on him. Oh, Cleveland, Cleveland also did, and they were in front. So he was one of those guys that ended up, I believe, last year at the end in Cleveland, maybe even got released again. Might have ended up in Miami. I'm not 100% sure how his season ended, but – I knew he was going to get a pretty good haul. I know he's got guaranteed money, and then he's got incentive money on top of it, so it could be even bigger than the thirty million that the the three years is guaranteed. So he got three years, thirty million. Mm-hmm. Huh? I mean that that's a, and that's just the guaranteed money. That's there's also incentive money. Listen to his numbers since two thousand. Um, let's listen. His numbers from two thousand twenty-one. Sorry, we've got a yawn going on here. Uh, 2021 through 2023, his average was, hey, 50 games at a uh, 314 earned run average, 63 innings pitched, 
67 Ks with a 1.064 whip. That's over 149 appearances. So yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. I that's mean, a I good would, I would absolutely take consistency. That. I would I would take that in a heartbeat. And, and I mean, that's the type of guy that that, you know, bullpen hand, you know, he's probably if you see that, then you're probably thinking that like the next level up is going to be Hector Neris. And then that next level above that is going to be Josh Hader. And and there's going to be a couple of guys in each one of the, well, not in haters category, but in these two categories that are going to be available and interesting. If for you know, if Hader doesn't end up here, or if the Rangers don't make a trade for a, a, a back end of the bullpen guy, because who knows? You know, I mean, did they see enough from Leclerc and Spores to think that they've got an eight nine guy there? You know, and remember, bullpens are crazy. So who knows yep. that? You know, I mean, you know, they may be looking to go with what they've got, like they did last year, and then try and make it better. Um, as they go, um, you know, and then there's still other really good quality free agents that are going to be out there looming and, you know, they're going to be looking to, to start picking some of those guys off, um, as the market develops and, you know, Ronaldo Lopez is kind of setting that market for, for that mid-level seventh, eighth, uh, could be a possible ninth inning guy, um, in the bullpen. Yeah. So speaking of free agents, and we'll talk a little bit about Rangers free agents, um, one of the hottest free agents uh, around wrestling uh, is a buddy by the name is our buddy by the name of Brick Savage. Is now is he going to be in this tournament on uh, December first? He is. A, he's announced to be there. I know that he had some falling out last show with uh, with with Damo McCullough, and that uh, you know he had he had uh, said that his contract was up, but apparently. Um, the promoters over there at uh, Matt War Pro have done everything in their power to get him on this show, and he's going to line up in that uh, in that tournament. And I, I got to admit, I'm kind of hoping mm. that my name gets pulled at the same time his name does. Mm. We can put differences apart. I think I've got enough respect from the man to get a quality showing from both of us and we could win that thing. No problem for sure. I don't even think there would be, I mean, I don't think there would be anybody that could, that Mm. could handle us if we could get it on the, on the same path. I mean, you're talking about 675 pounds of just aggression. Yeah. So though, I don't want to, I don't want to say one way or the other, but if, uh, if on Friday, December 1st, which is a week from this Friday, Mm -hmm. Because I blew that last time. <laughs> we just left that in there for everybody, too, because I don't care. I mean, I'm a human being. I'm a human being with a ton on my plate. So, anyways, uh, but Friday, December 1st at Martin House Brewing Company, which a beautiful, beautiful setup over there, right off of Sylvania in East Fort Worth. And uh, come on out, 7 p.m. bell time. You know, uh, 7 p.m., you know, 7 30 bell time we'll get everything started off over there come on out bring your uh, appetite because they'll have food trucks with uh, lots of food available also bring your sweet tooth because our friends at starry ice cream are going to be there serving up all the ice cream and uh you know what you should get you some body slammer beer it's a martin house uh, original in conjunction with Matt War Pro. So come out, try one of those, take some of those home, enjoy a huge night with Matt War Pro Friday, December 1st. Really excited about that. I uh I feel like if you and Brick Savage ended up on the same team, that would be our 
that would be the odds on favorite. Same as if you ended up on the same team as Damo and uh, God almighty, if Damo and Brick ended up on the same team, um, that alone would be worth the ticket. So uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk Rangers news. We actually skipped these bits, tidbits of news uh, because we got so uh, emotionally invested in our prior conversation. That we yeah, we were supposed to talk about awards. this on Monday, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So missed a couple of awards. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell the tell the people uh, about a couple of awards for a couple of good guys? Well, over the weekend, the the Rangers uh, Marcus Simeon was awarded the Heart and Hustle Award for Major League Baseball this year. It's the third time that he's received the award, and uh, the third different club that he's received the award for. And uh, I don't think that any point that we've covered Marcus Simeon when, or that he's been a Texas Ranger, that there was ever been any question about his heart or his hustle. And uh, even when he struggled there coming in, there was no doubt that he was going to get things together and he was going to be, got, be the guy that we saw in 2023. And, uh, you know, you saw a lot of work this year to put himself in a position to not only win a world series, but be an MVP candidate again for the second time in three years. Um, you know, there's just a uh, Marcus Simeon has turned into this really special player and we're getting to watch it uh, kind of just, you know, from a front row seat and, you know, I mean, like for him to win this for his third time with his third different organization, that's, that's crazy in its own right, but it's not surprising after you've watched him and, and watched how hard, not only that he competes, but how hard he works and how much, uh, how much good is said about him from uh, everyone in the Rangers organization. Yeah. Just a class act. And, you know, one of those guys that you're just glad that's part of your team. Um, another guy that we're glad this part of our team is John Gray, and he got his own uh, feel-good uh, moment as well. Yeah, he won the uh, Bob Feller uh, Man of Valor Award. Um, I, I believe it was Saturday night that he got that award, but I wanted to pinpoint that down there, put that down there, because, uh, you know, Bob Feller is thought of really highly amongst uh, – you know, the old timers and all any anybody that you ever talked to, like, I mean, I know my grandpa talked highly of him. My dad talked highly of him, that Bob Feller was, you know, like not just a, a great baseball player, but a great man. So for John Gray to win that award, that means he's not just a great baseball player, but he's a great man, too. So I just wanted to point that out and, and let everybody know that the Rangers are winning these awards off the off the field for being for being great dudes on top of winning championships and awards on the field. Yeah. And you just gotta, you just gotta love that uh, for the Rangers. You gotta love that for these players. And it also shows just uh, what kind of guys they are. And, and the other cool thing also about the Rangers is they are no short, there's no shortage of them getting out in the community um, and engaging with the community as well. I, I know that there's been numerous occasions where they've been around town and made themselves available since their world championship uh to to you know to the to the fans and i think that's really cool too that that they make the time for it because i mean in reality it's not required 
Um, yeah, I've, I, it's also I've been seeing it pretty much everywhere in Lubbock the last couple of weeks. Uh, people have been running into Josh Young in and around town out there. Oh wow! And he's uh, he's been uh, taking pictures with fans and stuff like that all over at Tech Games and uh, HEBs wherever they seem to find him at. He's uh, so and also a cool little thing with Josh Young. I saw they uh, they put out a one of one tops card of Josh Young with the, with an auto on it, and he uh, drew glasses on himself and like a mustache and and like uh apparently like that card ended up being worth like 20k because <laughs> of the drawing and the uh you know so you know how much you know how baseball cards are they're they're only worth as much as uh somebody's willing to pay for them right and and you gotta like that 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 sense of humor uh just kind of that fun loving attitude and so awesome there well hey before we get uh before we get any further Along, I mean, we don't have a heck of a lot more in terms of news, but I felt like it would be a good time for us because we haven't gotten the opportunity to really just, uh, I know you're not a huge fan of speculating. Uh, I, 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 on the other hand, uh, could speculate um, as just, I could literally specul- speculate my whole day away. Um, but let's do a little speculating on what, because we've got nothing really from the Rangers, what they plan on doing. We know that Chris Young has said that pitching is starting pitching is still a priority for the team, but we haven't really gotten any kind of hints as to what they're going to do. I think the first place to start is should we be looking at giving Jordan Montgomery uh, the asking price? I wanted to start here. Okay. Tell me where you want to start. So I saw today or maybe yesterday, either way before, since the last show that we had that Uh Shohei Otani is taking secret meetings with each club. And if it gets out that he took a meeting with your club, he's going to look down upon your, your franchise mm. as a place to go. Mm. So if you're getting tight lipped and nothing from Chris young right now, it could be because they're so all in on Otani that there's nothing to talk about because they ain't telling you if they met with him. No, they can't. Why yeah, you can't, right? I mean, if, that, if that's a real story and not just some Twitter, you know, satire that I caught, but I mean, it didn't sound, I mean, it didn't seem like it was uh, satire. It seemed like it was legit. So, you know, if that's the case, I mean, they may just be at that spot right now where they're, they're unwilling to talk about their plans until after they get a decision on Shohei Otani. You know, I think that's actually pretty cool to hear that. Um, and it might be a positive thing because we really haven't heard about them being in on anybody uh, right now specifically. And I would also say that I think I saw an article that that the Cubs <laughs> that something about the Cubs and Otani being linked together. So maybe that means that the Cubs uh, might uh, might not be in the Otani race if you're hearing about it. So that's that's pretty cool stuff. Kind of kind of a throwback, you know. Yeah, like the, a different a different approach. Right, right. It's like, hey, let's let's show them that we really don't care, and then maybe that'll make them want to be on our team. Maybe uh, a healthier approach for free agency. <laughs> so, what? So, well, well, and and let's let's talk about Jordan Montgomery because for me, I feel like he's like, uh, I feel like he's a priority. That doesn't mean that the Rangers well, think that. I feel like Rangers fans probably feel that way. You know what a lot of it could be coming down to with Montgomery is, I mean, you know, the teams that are on his list, you know, one of them signing back into that uh, rotation help right now. The other one's waiting on Yamamoto to 
be posted and make that decision in the next half to you know month month and a half something like that um so who knows you know where montgomery's standing because if new york is trying to you know swing both him and yamamoto or something like that you know they may be kind of like pushing it as long as they can and with the rangers being in on otani maybe the same thing with the rangers but i imagine you know i mean we kind of probably know the parameters are going to be somewhere between five and seven years. And that's a big, that's a lot to work out whenever you're talking free agent contracts. And, and, you know, I mean, NOLA has zero opt outs, zero um, trade, uh, um, trade blocks. or what do they call that? Where they, they can veto trades or whatever, yep, yep. Um, you know, so he's, he's got, you know, the Rangers, if they're going to put together a contract for Jordan Montgomery, they got to kind of put it somewhere in that same parameter with him. If it's going to be seven years, you don't get any opt outs. You don't get any of this. If it's going to be six years, we'd like to give you an opt out here in case something happens with both of us, you know, who knows? So, you know, I mean, I don't like to speculate, but I mean, I know they're in on Jordan Montgomery. They like him. They like his makeup. You know, Chris Young's talking about being in on all the starting pitching. And, you know, I mean, um, Nola, he kind of was basically as fast as he signed and everything like that. He was probably going back to Philadelphia. He was just waiting for him to put that seventh year on it. Right. And and again, I I think we already – kind of belabored the point of, of Philadelphia kind of killing the business uh, three years well, in a row now. Um, three out of four. Yeah, yeah. Just just loathe, loathe some uh, actions out there by our, uh, our my, my, one of my just favorite cities of all time. Um, so, you know, Jordan Montgomery's a, a name. Now, we talked about Otani. We talked about Montgomery. Um Man, I, I, you know, a guy that like this guy that just saw a sign, Ronaldo Lopez, uh, would have been a nice that that kind of bullpen hand, uh, wouldn't be a bad pickup. I mean, if you're looking at 10 million a year, uh, for a consistently good bullpen hand, um, I think that's not a bad deal given the fact of how much peace of mind would that bring, um, the Rangers, especially us as Rangers fans. Well, and yeah. And they could have something, you know, uh, in mind that way. And Ronaldo Lopez might not have been that guy at all. And for all we know, they could have offered him a contract that was similar to that. And he chose something else. I mean, because we'll never we'll never know that. I mean, no one's going to ask CY and CY ain't going to openly just give it out. So, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, so we're not going to we're not going to know the inner details on a lot of this stuff. But like at the end of the day, I mean, bullpen hands. You know, they're year to year. Ronaldo Lopez kind of seems like a guy that's proven over a three year span that he could be that guy for 150 games in a three year span. And he's worth giving a, you know, three years to. Um, there's going to be other guys where, you know, are they going to be worth that or are they going to be more worth like one or two to give them an opportunity to be that guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, again, I think these are kind of like our main focuses. I had one more question before we move on. Um, you know, bullpen, starting pitching, kind of the obvious, but you know, any other, any other like things that the Rangers might be looking at adding to this team uh, right now during this off season, it really seems like some of their ancillary roles, they're, they're committed to 
some of their young guys are at least letting those guys kind of play for those roles. But uh, any kind of well, positions you might be looking at the Rangers making a move on? You know, I mean, maybe a guy that can play a corner outfield spot and hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they would be looking more like on a one-year deal. You brought up a guy a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago for sure. Now that uh, might fit that is Reese Hoskins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he might be a reclamation project, and you might sure. be able to get him on one year to prove that he's healthy and then he can hit and yep. take that role if maybe, say, Otani doesn't sign here because that's no, there's no guarantee on that for sure. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I'm going to, you know, offer up some of these local restaurants here in like the Colleyville area to, uh, to see why to make sure nobody knows Otani's out because nobody goes out over here. <laughs> well, and, you know, you bring up Reese Hoskins. Um, you know, I, I think he has a lot of that same upside. We're talking upside. I'm not making a prediction here. I'm just saying the upside could be similar to what we saw this year uh, with Cody Bellinger, maybe not to that extent. Um, but again, a guy who kind of has to prove himself a little bit because of injuries and whatnot. And, um, you know, but a guy that like on the list of free agents, um, he's one of the highest guys, uh, with, you know, wins above replacement and he has a play, a proven playoff. It's Uh, just about being healthy. Right. Right. So I would, I would love to see that if we could get him on a one-year deal and, you know, see what kind of what kind of, what kind of, uh, what he's still got in the tank. Um, and then almost kind of think of him as kind of like a luxury, you know, not somebody that you're relying on to do anything. And then, you know, how the season goes, man, guys get cold, guys get hurt, you know, whatever. And then this, you never know a guy like this could turn into a Mitch Garver or, uh, you know, a a way higher ceiling, uh, Robbie Grossman or, uh, that kind of thing. So, so I, 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 I think again, that would be a nice little uh, risk worth, but it's got to be at the right, you know, because you, you know, I mean, we're, we're excited about corner outfielders here in this, uh, in this bird right now. So it's hard to, you know, want, you're not trying to look for somebody that you're going to give eight years to, no. or, you know, I mean, cause last year they weren't even willing to give guys two years because they thought what they had in Evan Carter was what they had in Evan Carter. So, yep. you know, like, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, yeah. A guy that's on a one year trying to reclaim what he had, you know, I love it. I love yep. that kind of idea um, because you can never have hit too many hitters and, uh, you know, I mean, there'll be spots, there'll be, you know, I mean, again, I don't exactly think that Wyatt Langford's going to break um, spring training with the big league club. And, you know, I mean, I still think there's going to be uh, opportunities for guys to hit in right and left-handed sit against left-handed pitchers with Evan Carter still. And, you know, we'll just have to see and we're going to have to keep watching. But, you know, Reese Hoskins is one of those guys, you know, right-handed hitter that can they can take those spots, can also hit in the DH spot if something doesn't happen with Otani. So he's, he's a guy that I could see, um, you know, them them giving, you know, 20 million to, which is what the, uh, you know, what the qualifying offer. offer would have been, you know, for mm-hmm. one year to come in here and just smash. Yep. Yep. Would love to see it. So, Hey, we talked about Evan Carter. Let me tell you guys a little bit about what we're doing uh, on our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. Uh, We are doing, and if you don't know what down on the farm with the boys is, that is our exclusive content where we talk about all things minor league with the Rangers as promised, right? Bull as promised, 
We told yep. you as soon as we got done with the World Series and winning the World Series, though we weren't wording it like that at the time, um, that we would be going, <laughs> going into deep dives uh, into each level of these organizations. And uh, just last just just last weekend, we went into uh, Frisco Rough Riders and just kind of a, maybe a, a kind of a, a down season for them, not not in terms of development or talent, but, you know, as being the most kind of the most watched minor league uh, system or the most watched minor league team kind of in the league last year. Um, so this upcoming uh, show, we're going to be talking about the Hickory Crawdads, which I felt like was kind of the the 2023 uh, Frisco Rough Riders. You know, they were the team that like started off really had a rough start to the season. And then once they got hot, and once they started rolling, man, they were something special. And they had guys at that level at like Josh Stephan, they had a Bimelac Ortiz, uh, a lot of the, the, the big names that were in the organization this year. Uh, that we covered all year long, uh, had their time at Hickory, as did Wyatt Langford, I think. Um, and so um, we're going to yeah. be talking – did he? Yes. Sure did. So we're going to be talking Hickory Crawdads, uh, tons of pitching on this team, and tons of uh, really implications for the future. So go to our website, texasrangerswiththeboys.com. All one word. Or check us out on our Spotify page, and you can subscribe. It's just $1.99 if there was ever a time – to jump on the bandwagon for down on the farm with the boys. Now is the time. Cause there is tons of content on there. And uh, there's a, there's a lot to, to dig into uh, as far as this Rangers organization goes. So, Oh yeah. And there's going to be so much more as the winter goes on because we've got ideas out the, yep. out the, you know, what coming up with uh, things that we're going to do with the premium site. So I can't mm -hmm. wait to jump into some of those projects as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So we love what we do. We love everybody that's listening. I'm going to go ahead and do what I always do and start the close of the show because I guarantee you my co-host has at least one more thing to tell you guys. So don't forget to check us out on social media, TXRangersWTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. And don't forget on there to subscribe to our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys. We're going to all things Rangers Minor League, $1.99 a month. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. No? Nothing? I got nothing. You got nothing. Well, for the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. We will see you guys tomorrow. We are signing out.